0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to episode 107. I'm going to start saying episode titles every time now that we're past 100 of the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Mr. Syndicate himself, Logan Stump.
1: This is not the man you're looking for.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are um, going to be talking... Hold on, let's get our song going here. There we go. We're going to be talking a few teams here, the last four teams that we have to preview. Portland Timbers, Sporting KC, Vancouver... And Nashville, who are moving to the West Side. Uh, Their favorite movie this year was West Side Story, Uh, (laughs) but awful joke. uh, Don't laugh. Uh, But we will be thought
1: it was pretty solid.
0: We will be doing the gritty. Apparently, all right. uh, Now that was sick. Scored a goal.
1: Jordan, I would pay money to see you do the gritty. Like I'd pay a I lot could of do it money.
0: If I, could. <laughs> I I tweeted out. I have no idea what this is. I tweeted out. I know I'm old or out of touch because I have no idea what this is. Mm. Um, I'm the out of uh, touch. Like old.
1: Like you could get away with old, but like the out of touch thing. I think it's more of it. Like because I, I feel like a lot of people know what it is just because of what Jefferson did with the Vikings. Obviously, you don't. But
0: I mean, I've watched football. I, yeah, I didn't know this thing had a name. Uh,
1: <laughs> Did like you see who? Schefter doing it? What? Have you seen Adam Schefter's video of him doing it?
0: No. So Adam
1: Schefter's doing a dance. If you look it up, Adam Schefter doing the gritty, it's hilarious I'm because sure he's not like. Darren a...
0: Rovell? Because I feel like he would be doing those. He might have done
1: it with him, but no, this was Adam Schefter because Schefter was like doing it and somebody caught it on video and tweeted out and Schefter retweeted it and said that I was practicing my gritty and it wasn't going very well. <laughs> These are actually Isn't pretty solid. is it gritty
0: because it's a gridiron? Like, what? No where does what the name come from? That's what I want to know. And why are we using it in uh, in our football? See, I thought some. it was
1: the, the Flyers. Um, the no, that's gritty. Uh, that's what <laughs> I was thinking,
0: too. I'm like, man, you know, he's from Pennsylvania, Pulisic. So maybe there's some sort of tie-in there where he was going to pull out the mask and, uh, you know, be gritty. Um, but no, I was not familiar with this let me know. Okay. If anybody else was not familiar with the gritty, please send us mail, send us email or tweets that say you were not and what age you are, because I just want to know, like, you know, where most of these people kind of fall on the spectrum of, as we said, last episode, I'm getting up there. (laughs) Hurt my knee, bringing in groceries, (laughs) you know, um, I I'm listed day to day right now today's a good day today i feel pretty good except for my head and that's something different so um yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be previewing those four teams but as i mentioned sick, doing the gritty scoring his sixth goal i had more fun I, instead of doing the gritty or making puns with that i said pull a six yeah right that was yeah. six champions was league goal. it's pretty good I was like, oh, I got to make this before somebody else does. And mm-hmm. guess what? Everybody was too obsessed with the dance. They did not think of the clever <laughs> pun, which is what my job is to do. And uh, unfortunately, McKinney fractured his foot. Brilliant. So, Love that. Love that. No gritty for him right now.
1: No. Um, um, right, there's another word that rhymes with it, but this is a family-friendly
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> <I guess>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it really no, is awful. It's awful.
0: It is awful. I've re- You know, we just had Reyna who re-injured himself. Apparently, it's not serious for Reyna. So, that'll probably be okay. But, you know, we're getting into very soon here, right? The mm-hmm. The March qualifiers that are going to seal, seal the deal on if we qualify. And we might be without a player who is in the best form of his life and the best form of the team throughout uh, January and February. Yeah. So kind of unfortunate Uh, i don't know how long a foot fracture takes to heal you know soccer Mm -hmm. feet are pretty important (laughs) yeah you know compared i mean most sports i guess your feet are important right Unless water polo i don't know water (laughs) polo is your foot that important there you're usually swimming i don't know but uh yeah not good not a good look here for the U S men's national team, but we'll talk about, uh, you know, those ramifications as the qualifiers come in hot and heavy in March. Uh, but let's start, let's start previewing, I guess, or did you have anything else you wanted to mention, uh, podcast wise, or, you know, any shop that we needed to talk about? We need to talk some business here at the beginning of the show.
1: Are you firing me? Is that like what's happening? No, Is I was just saying it? like if you had anything okay.
0: related before we actually get into previews that you, I don't know. Oh, we had a question. Let's do let's do the question now so that way everybody hears it. And then whenever you get bored and you turn off the episode, you know, a minute from now, 20 minutes from now, uh, you'll be able to think about the question and answer us on Twitter, Instagram, DMs, Facebook DM, whatever. And uh, post on our Facebook Facebook wall for you know the over fifty people, and then uh, you can email us for the you know over sixty people, and then everybody else is gonna probably hit us up on Twitter, where we want to know because we were talking about how much we like the old MLS logo with a non fractured foot kicking a ball, uh, and then we I talked about how I kind of came around to the new one. But would not be opposed to changing that logo, as if I had any say. Um, But what the question is, if we were to do a style, not we, okay, sorry. If MLS (laughs) was to do a style, because I'm not making this. If MLS was to do a style of base MLBs or NBAs league um, logos, where it usually has a person doing some sort of action, what would it be? for Major League Soccer. What player would you pick to base it off of, and what motion would you do? One of the ones I thought of would be like a David Beckham free kick because he's got that signature lean as he's going for his free kick as he bends it like Beckham that I think would be very recognizable if you saw that. Um, Or you could do something like a Landon Donovan. Uh, I think think we've kind of talked about this on other shows or Mm -hmm. not like – I think other people put this on Twitter before, too, because I think my answer was the Landon Donovan uh, water. <laughs> was that the, the water fountain picture yeah. uh, of Landon Donovan, which I thought would be a, a good one. But, like, serious options. Like, what player Reggie is? Because when you look at it, what's interesting is baseball has a batter getting ready to swing. But, really, there's a whole other side of the game with the with a fielder or a pitcher that is not on the logo. So, it's like, what would you pick? Are you going to have like a goalie making a save? Are you going to have a player taking a penalty? Like what is the most iconic moment in MLS that you would make the logo or the most iconic player? Maybe do you have any options, Logan, for yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you, when you think about MLS, you're you're thinking of guys like Lana Donovan, you're thinking of, um, you know, guys like maybe, I mean, Rooney wasn't here long, but David Beckham, um, maybe you're looking at the Gonzalo Higuaín, yeah, Gonzalo Higuaín smoking a cig or something like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: How about the How about Wanda the on Ray? It. How about the Ray uh leaning on the the goal post? Yeah. That that'd does? be funny. <laughs> that would be a good one.
1: Yeah, maybe Andre Blake with like the hands together like he usually does when he when he does something spectacular. So, I don't know. Like there's a lot of different options. I Joseph would be a perfect option eventually if that ever came to fruit. Like I love his kneel, like his kneel down that he does. Yeah, yeah. Family. That's what I was thinking as soon as you I was said like, his I name. Love that. Um, but if you're talking more of like formers, I mean I think Landon Donovan is a perfect I I feel like that's the most fitting just because of he he's got his lore in and US men's national team history. Uh he also did really well in this league. Um, so I, I think that would be most fitting because Beckham's gonna be Beckham, Beckham's gonna have you know, his statues and his trophies and everything else, maybe give, maybe give Beckham the trophy and then change Landon Donovan into the logo. And then you can kind of switch those up just because, you know, at least Landon's name will come off that trophy and onto, I think something pretty cool. So I think that'd be pretty solid of him doing that or Clint Dempsey with the, with the sunglasses on or something crazy. Clint Dempsey
0: (laughs) ripping up the refs, uh, the refs book. Do you remember that?
1: Yes. I did see clips of that. That's awesome. I wish yeah. I, I really wish that like I don't know I. It seems like they don't do as much with their past players, and I don't know if that's because like the jobs they currently hold. But you know, like NBA had All Star Weekend this weekend. I think it'd be really cool to have something like that. Like I mean, they have Kellen Carr. They've got. Um, I think
0: the issue is that the league is just so young. Yeah. That that you don't like the it's NBA 25. celebrating the seventy-five years, and they're like, "We'll do seventy-five of our greatest players, right?" And, and all that like. I think it is really very different different with with soccer as well because as we were talking about talking about last episode where you need those players that play a whole career here or whatever we don't have that really so you'd be calling if you're having a special weekend like that you'd be calling players like Wayne Rooney who are now you know in the fight of his life with darby county right and you'd be calling Beckham who's already an owner of Miami you would be having Calling like been
1: coming out of the yeah,
0: you'd be, you'd be have you'd be calling like Robbie Keane to be like okay, where are you situated now, Robbie? Are you back in Ireland? Like, come back over here for a weekend. Like, they're also spread out because they're either mm-hmm. still in the world of football with different teams in different leagues, that's or true. maybe they're back home, and that's that's one of the difficult. I think I don't know. That's very different, difficult, and I think uh, that would be. You know, I think somebody you can bank on would be Wando, right? Because he's probably going to be in the stands
1: (laughs) with his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But think it over, everyone. Think it over. Who would you put on the MLS logo? What pose would they be making? Is there a specific moment that you can see? Maybe send us a link to a video if you have a specific moment in your mind. But, um, yeah, Uh, I would look forward to seeing your responses. We were also thinking at some point to try to pick that for US men's and US women's national teams like who who would be the player we pick i think most people would probably say you know rapino with her uh like mm-hmm. uh little uh, yeah. want curtsy bow whatever you want to call that um not a bow but i guess some sort of like pose that she made you know mm-hmm. that was that everybody does uh you can see that you can see alex morgan with the sip in the tea yeah it could be an abby wambach header like what mia hamm taken off her jersey like there's right. so many options for the women's national team the men's team you're probably thinking maybe donovan after scoring against algeria mm-hmm. late on you might be thinking um tim howard standing on his head against belgium like there's mm-hmm. a few options there if people want to send us some of those too but that's not what we're here for today uh we're here for portland first they finished fourth in the west MLS Cup runner-up. This is really, you know, since NYCFC is the first time we're talking about a team that, you know, was very, very successful last year. Uh, 56 goals scored, 52 given up. So their defense still not great, but they make a run. Uh, So they had some up and downs last year, but finished strong, got through the playoffs. Gio Savarese, continuing his good jobs that he's been having at Portland uh but you know a team of controversy right when we talk about mm-hmm. their ownership when we talk about Andy Polo that just happened here um when we talk about uh the women's team the thorns like i don't know they've they've had a lot of scrutiny lately that they seemingly get out of because the league is not followed as much and also because they're successful, Mm -hmm. that it kind of steers the storyline away from it. right? Like If they're in MLS Cup, most of the coverage is going to be about that. It's not going to be about what they've done wrong. And a lot of this stuff also came out in the off seasons. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens through the course of the season. I know I think some of the fans are really thinking of putting on some protests and stuff like that. So we'll be keeping an eye out on, you know, how this team does with the scrutiny, right? Uh, this doesn't usually affect the players, but maybe it will. You know, you never know. But out. Diego Valeri has left MLS completely. Steve Clark goes to Houston Dynamo on a free transfer. Renzo Zambrano goes to Punic Yerevan. If I said that right, probably not. Manny Perez goes to Louisville City. Jorge Gonzalez goes to Louisville. Blake Bodily goes to the San Diego Loyal, the Landon Donovan San Diego Loyal. Andy Polo released due to that, uh, you know, issue that we talked about that the team knew about for close to a year. Jeff Antonella retired. Ishmaela Home released. But in, they bring in David Ayala, from Estu- Est- Estadu I can't say it, sorry. I messed it up. Estudiantes for undisclosed fee. I butchered that. Justin Vom Stieg from LA Galaxy. Tiga uh <laughs> Icoba from Tar Heels from North Carolina. Justin Rasmussen, Super Draft. Syvert uh Haugley, super draft. And David Bingham, free agent, so they lost a lot, but they're bringing Sebastian Blanco back, which is a big, a big thing. Um, but is he going to be healthy? Uh, Felipe Mora actually had eleven goals last season. Can he keep it up? Uh, Spria, right? Is that who you have there? Yeah, I think he spelled mm-hmm. it wrong. Yeah, I think Aspria. it's just a typo. Yeah, yeah. Um Can he replicate twenty twenty one? Eric Williamson missed a lot of the season. Can he come back? A lot of question marks uh, as this team is aging, as it's um, losing some players. Where do we think Portland kind of goes here? I actually forget where I put them on my preview chart that we'll talk about, so I have to pull that up. But where can we, where can we see them going?
1: I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Right, the, without Diego Valeri, I mean, he's been around since 2013. He's had excellent seasons with Portland. He's part of why they've been so good um, in the years that he's been there. Um, however, what's really weird to me, and I, I think somebody else tweeted this too, like if you actually go back and look at the, I think it's both the Sounders and the Timbers. I think it's mostly the Timbers. People talk about how legendary the Timbers have been it. But if you go back and look at their finishes, I mean, you know, they're, they're sixth, eighth, fifth in the league. Like they're good, but they're not like, I think a lot of people put them up high just because of the the region that they play, and they have to play, and they have really good matches with Seattle, and Seattle's kind of created that rivalry. I mean, I would say that Seattle's going to have more success than Portland, but again, it 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 all kind of stems back to some of these players that they've had for so long. Um, Diego Valeri is a huge name, um, and while he didn't play a lot last year, I think it's definitely somebody they're just going to miss having around just because of the expertise. And just the greatness he has had at that club. Um, but in, you know, they, they've got Sebastian Blanco, uh, who, you know, last year leading up to the season, he wasn't completely fit. I remember listening to uh, Gio talk during some of the press conferences and he had not been fully fit, Sebastian. So trying to get Sebastian back into the fold, he ended up only starting 12 matches out of the 24 that he played. Um, so he still was dealing with some kind of nagging of the injury and, and maybe not overworking that injury. Cause we've seen how that can work with a guy, but if, if all systems are good with Sebastian Blanco, I mean, this, this team does change quite a bit just because of how much he can provide. I think it also depends on, you know, just the health overall. I mean, this is an older team. Um, and we've looked at a lot of younger teams here in MLS, but the Timbers, uh, the Timbers and the Sounders, I mean, they both have quite a bit of experience. Um, guys that are closer to in their prime or out of their prime or coming down off their prime. So I've always found it interesting. And I think that's why they're successful in playoff games because they do have a lot of experience. But when you look at it, Diego Chara is not young, 34 years old gonna turn 35. Um, I'm not sure how long his legs can keep up. He did play over 2000 uh, minutes last year, but you know, how much longer can he keep that up? How much can Sebastian Blanco play this year? Um, Can Espria kind of replicate his season from last season, you know, kind of stuff that you've mentioned, but um, you know, is Eric Williamson going to be healthy and Eric Williamson, um, they actually just did an interview with him. Jordan, I don't know if you saw that where he said that Greg Berhalter system was so difficult to learn because there's just complex. Yeah. Moving pieces. And he says, that's kind of why I think at times guys struggle in the system is because it's so complex But I think he now, I mean, if you're looking at Eric Williamson, it'd be really nice to have him healthy and ready to go because he might have to step into a role, you know, filling in in the midfield depth, whoever's going to have to step in for McKinney in that midfield, Um, which, you know, I think that'll be interesting just to kind of watch Eric this year because Eric was going to be that guy this year until he got hurt with the ACL.
0: By the way, Paul Tenorio stating that the recovery time frame is thought to be 8 to 12 weeks for McKinney. So,
1: I figured it'd be that much.
0: Two to four months. Yeah. So, right. Not
1: the end of the world, but, you know, three and, three Sorry.
0: yeah. And we're
1: sitting in a, I mean, U.S., not to go on the U.S. men's tangent, but we hit it with Eric. I think Eric's going to be crucial to what Greg looks at now. I mean, with Weston out that long, it could, you know, it could put him into a situation where he's got to play. Uh, some in that midfield. I think Eric's got the abilities to play well in the midfield. It'll just be, can he get back and bounce back from that that horrible knee injury from last season?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's interesting because um, what he said about the U.S. men's team Mm -hmm. being complex, usually that's not what you want for a national team. Because all these players are coming from different systems, you usually want something more simple. So that might explain why we're having such attacking issues Uh, because they come in from their club team and then immediately have to try to remember all of these, uh, what he called them like little cues Mm -hmm. that you have to pick up on it. Sometimes they're not like simple cues. Some of them are multiple cues you're reading from the other team and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that might, that might be part of the issue for the men's, but uh, we'll move on to uh, anything else about Portland. I have them uh, performing worse than last year, and I don't think that's uh, too out of pocket.
1: No, aging. They need to stay fit. Otherwise, I mean, you're, you're looking at a team that could struggle. Their defense is not great. It's it got better last year because Van uh, Rankin got better, and so did Claudio Bravo. But it wasn't it wasn't enough to really kind of push them up over the edge. And, and I think you know, there's a there's part of it where you know, they they got they got in a real nice stretch there towards the end of the season. I think in like the last three or four months, they had gone on this stretch where they won like 13 matches, only dropped like three as far as losses and didn't really drop any points. But I think they also got lucky in the playoffs because they did run up against teams that were bouncing some of the big boys out of the, uh, out of the way for them. So they were, you know, it was nice enough for them to get into a situation where they didn't really have to play some of the heavy hitters until they got to NYCFC. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Either they stay par or they they kind of regress because I they didn't really add much that screams that they're going to get better.
0: Yeah, I have I have a different Cascadia team representing the West in MLS. Oh years. yeah,
1: Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was weird that you put that there, but <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go with it.
0: <laughs> watch that be true now. Like, watch that happen now. Like, I spoke it into like, existence. For so long the West has had a Cascadia Cup team in the <laughs> final and everybody's like, Oh, I guess it's gonna be Seattle this year, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just randomly Vancouver. <laughs> right.
1: It'd be awesome. I'm rooting for it.
0: Yeah, chaos, right. Um Okay. Uh let's go to SKC, who finished third in the West. They they were battling it out for first in the West for what, all the way up to decision day, right? Mm-hmm. We had three options that could happen in the West. 58 goals, 40 goals given up. Uh Pierre Vermees has been there forever at this, at this rate. I can't even tell you when he started, to be honest. 13 um, seasons ago. 13, 13. ago?
1: Yeah, this will be his 14. Jeez,
0: they were still the Wizards then, weren't they? They were, Everybody yeah, because when
1: you look up on Transfer Market, that link's not working on that on the show notes there, but – Uh, When you look him up on Transfer Market, it still says Wizards. Does it really? Yeah. It says that he's coached the Wizards. I was like, man, I didn't know he switched to basketball.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a big... He's versatile. Okay. So he played for the Wizards as well. He started coaching them. Oh, it only shows his player career. That sucks. Where's his manager career? This is FB ref, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. The link works now. Um, 460 matches 207 wins 104 draws and 149 losses he averages 1.58 points a match which is really good for a guy that's been around that long that's insane just about how much success that they've had
0: jeez what would be 13 years ago i don't even know anymore 2008 <laughs> maybe
1: 2008
0: 2009. Yeah, that's, somewhere around there. That's
1: insane.
0: Yeah, that, they became the. Uh, yeah, they became the sporting KC in late, uh 2011.
1: He was caretaker manager back in 2008 and 2009. August 4th, he was he coached 12 matches, and then he was appointed the the actual manager a year later. So, or no, sorry, that's the same year. It, same so there year. There you go. Got, yeah. Wow. So.
0: He's been there from when they were the Wizards, uh, all the way up to now, which has been, geez, I don't even know if many of this, you know, we talked about it with, um, with our friends from the uh, Sporting KC, right? Uh, yeah. from No Other Pod, where both of them, I think, had not started watching until after they were Sporting KC. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, a lot of people jumped on at that point because they had the new stadium and they were finally getting the exposure. So, uh, yeah, he's for a lot of them, he's like their only coach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, wild. for a lot of these fans. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh second in the league in scoring, second in possession. Uh they had some really, really great attacking with Johnny Russell and Daniel Salloway, who uh, finished in the t- near the top for Golden Boot. Um uh Gotti Kinda you know, did well as well. Um, Pretty good defensively. Really. I mean, this is one of the lowest goals we've talked about for a Mm -hmm. bit. 40. Uh, I mean, that's 12. (laughs) That's, you know, 12 less than the, than the Timbers gave up who finished uh, just a spot below them. It really shows how strong the top three of the West were Mm -hmm. really when you, when you look at it, uh, out. They lose uh, Ely Sanchez going to uh, LAFC. It's free agent. 144 appearances for the club. Jeez, that's a lot. Jalen Lindsay out. He's going to go to uh, Charlotte FC. But in Logan and Denby a U22 initiative signing. 21-year-old Belgian Youth International. Uh, they have uh, Robert Voloder. If I said that right, Vol Voloder. German center back. Also likely to be a U22 initiative signing. And Nikola Vunovic. DP forward uh, Alan Polito out for the whole year after undergoing knee surgery. They bring in a number nine Nikola would uh, would Montenegro national team 10 goals and 22 appearances in the Serbian league Serbian league for FK Vazdanovac. So So um, to be honest, I don't have many worries for this team. <laughs> you look at the list of out and you, you have two. We, we've mm-hmm. talked about teams that have had 20. Right. But I'm exaggerating. Uh, but I have not seen a, a list this short while we've been doing these previews. Two being how many players they've lost, and then they bring in some. Now, of course, they lose Polito due to injury. He wasn't in the out. But they usually hold on to their squad pretty good. They don't usually go through a lot of turnover. They still have the same manager at the helm. I'm thinking top three again is the is the goal here for SKC, and I actually think that they could probably win the West once again. And I had some people I saw on Twitter have them completely out of the playoffs, and I don't understand that at (laughs) all. I was like 10th. This Vermees team is not finishing 10th. I'll tell you that much. I think
1: Peter would blow a fuse. (laughs) Like it'd be a fall from grace if they if they finished 10th or below. I had a couple people that had that sentiment that they were not even close to a playoff team. I was like, they didn't lose anything. Like, they, Ilya Sanchez is good, but like, I, I think you can replace that. And they, they're going to have to, like, as he got older, you're going to have to replace those spots. So you've got to find guys that can kind of fill into those positions. I do say the Alan Polito thing's worrying, but again, they kind of did it without him last year. Like they they had this issue last year too. He was injured. They weren't sure if he was going to play much of the season ended up not really impacting the team like he had in the past um, because heck Jordan they, what we were a couple of uh, months before the season started I mean there were talks about maybe Alan Polito getting a run and then Chicharito might be getting called into El Tree like those were two mm-hmm. names where people were like oh yeah this could become a thing and it, I, I would not like I don't think many people would have bet that Chicharito was going to have a much better season like far and away blow Alan Bolito out of the water, but because of injury and because of the way things worked out, it just, he never fit back into the cards for her And I think that's kind of where this team is now is trying to figure out, can they find somebody else besides Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowey to fill in and score some goals? Because I don't, I don't know if they can rely heavily on them. Cause I like, while they can do well in the season, I'm not sure this is a playoff team because you man mark one of the others and it's like, okay, well now it's over. If you mark them out of the game, what can they really create if Gotti Kenda is not doing much then, you know, and he had matches where there were times where he didn't do as much, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where my biggest concern is. Their defense is not concerning. I think their defense is just as stable as it has been. Um, But again, I think if you're looking at attack, that's where I'd be concerned more of the attacking side. Can they rely heavily on Saloui and, and Johnny Russell again? I think they can, but not maybe not to that production level.
0: This is just a team that doesn't usually fall no. that far down. I mean, the, the last time they did was, uh, so let's say it, 2019, not that long ago, right? Finished 11th in the West. Overall, they finished 21st in MLS. But 2020, they immediately rebound to fifth. Last year to fourth in, and this is MLS overall. They were third in the West, fourth overall. That's right the top three teams in the West were all better than the teams in the East except for one, the New England Revolution. So, I don't know. I can't see them falling that far down. So, shout out to no other pod. We're probably on your side here. (laughs) I think that they can make a playoff push, and I think they'll be one of the top teams in the West again. In a crowded West. Uh, Anything else before we move on to my MLS cup final list here.
1: So when the U S men's national team fails to make world cup, Peter Vermes takes over next year. No, I don't think he wants it. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he would so want it. I, I think people just throw his name in there because they want him to coach it. Just like I think Curtin, but I don't think either of them. No, I, I mean, Jim, I think would be more interested now at the point where he is in his career than Vermes. But I, I still don't know if Jim, I think is going to end up coaching a big European club at some point.
0: Here's the thing. Real talk, I don't think if I was, I don't think I would want it if I'm Curtin or Vermees. And the reason why is, see how fast these fans will turn on an MLS manager, right? Um, Vermees has done so good, but it really just takes what not even (laughs) a. If you don't get a nine-point window in qualifying, they're like off with their head, right? Um, looking at no matter what you've done in the past, right? Greg's going to probably qualify for the World Cup and people are still going to ask for him to get fired. Uh, Same thing kind of happened with Bob. Bruce Arena, I can kind of understand a little bit more because he failed, but he kind of got dealt a really bad hand taken over from Klinsman. And, um, you know, those Bruce Arena teams in the early 2000s were, uh, they, they were some of the best we've ever done, some of the best we've ever had. But it's all forgotten. People want him to leave. People want him to be gone from the game, right? If I'm Jim Curtin, who doesn't have the notoriety anyway, like outside of MLS, right? Like if you're just a regular a uh, soccer follower that follows the men's national team, you have no idea who Jim Curtin is. And if he comes in here and underperformed or, you know, took a bit to get going, people are going to be like, get out of here. Right. And uh, that could hurt your prospects for going anywhere else. So, and then me, he's just got such a stable job with so much say it's not even worth it for him. It's not, it's not even worth it. Um, may, and maybe he likes being one of those people that, that come in every day. You know, that, that's one of the things against national team. So you don't, you don't usually, I mean, you might come in every day to do other things, but to actually coach and actually impart your wisdom, that's only every window that you get. So I don't think it'd be any of them. Um, I, I don't know who it would be. If anything were to happen. I I think the first call is to Mies, but I think he might say (laughs) no deal. Uh, Unless if it was something like, I can do the World Cup. Like if we made the World Cup and something happened, I can do the World Cup because SKC's not in season, but as soon as that's done, I'm going right back to my job. I could see something like that maybe. But I don't think he's going to fully give that up. Uh, let's go to Vancouver. Six in the West last year. Pleasantly surprising season. Like Thanos would say, perfectly balanced as all things should be. 45 goals scored, 45 goals given up. To go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the John (laughs) Strong here. 45 goals given up, 45 to go. That'd be a disastrous season. (laughs) 90 goals, wouldn't it? (laughs) Um, yeah, uh so you have Vani uh Sartini taking over the club uh mid-season. Uh he had been with the club as director of development. Um 7 wins, 5 draws, 3 losses after the takeover, one of those losses to SKC in the playoffs. So this is kind of the question, right? They're they're going to we just talked about a team that lost two. I'm going to read a list here of players leaving. Patrick Metcalf, Yasser Kamiri, Tasan Ricketts, Andy Rose, Crapo uh, Kray- uh, going to LAFC to finally become um, in the, more in the spotlight, I guess. Yannio uh, Bikel going on loan. Theo Bear transferring to St. Johnstone. They only bring in three. Tristan Blackman with the trade from Charlotte. Sebastian Burhalter trade from Columbus and re-signing Isaac Bomer, goalkeeper. Not a lot gained here, especially when you look at Burhalter, probably more of like a additional piece. Yeah. I think he's really young still. I don't think he's going to be making a whole big difference for Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I look at this, and I think, uh, for me, probably didn't do enough to stay six, right, is the way I look at it. I, Nashville's coming over. Not sure Vancouver Vancouver's going to make it out of the playoffs. I guess they have some promise after how they performed last season because we had them – oh, geez, we had them as uh, bottom of the West from what I see here. So – you're welcome Vancouver fans is because of us that we you were able to rebound and go up to six, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't see, I don't see much of a going up. I, I mean, I don't even see them keeping six, right? So I think they're going to probably drop out of a playoff spot is what I have it as, but what, what do you think are the main worries for Vancouver? It's just losing these players or is it, not bringing in enough. Like what's their main, main issue.
1: I mean, I think it's a mixture of a a little bit of both. Like you lost arguably one of the best keepers in MLS, Uh, Maxine Cripo, for those that haven't been able to watch a lot of Vancouver games, which I know a lot of people don't get to watch a lot of Vancouver games because it's at 10 o'clock Eastern time. So I actually have seen quite a bit of them just because I made it kind of a point to kind of watch them more last year. Cause I wanted to see how they were doing, especially as they did get better throughout the season. Maxime Cropot is, I mean, he arguably is one of the best keepers in this league. He goes to LAFC. LAFC is going to get a whole lot better. I, I think when you talk about a team that made a lot of good signings, I think that Maxime Cropot is one of those good signings. And I think that's why you give LAFC a lot of props for having one of the best off seasons that this you know, that that a team has had this offseason. Um, I guess if you're looking at this club, I mean, Banny Sartini is exactly what you wanted in a coach. I, I think when you're looking at what um, Mark DeSantos did when he was with the club, I just don't think it was enough. I don't know if he really had a direction in mind, but Vanni Sartini seems to have a, a system in mind. And I think a lot of what this is about this turnover is a lot of guys not fitting in that system. I know when you look at guys like uh, Gianno Bical, um and, Obear, uh, if you look at uh, and Andy Rose, the, they, those guys just don't fit in the system anymore. And I think that's where a lot of these decisions were made as far as the roster is concerned. Um, and then when you look at the, the guys that they're bringing in, Tristan Blackman, good at going forward. And, and you know, I think a really good trade for for Vancouver out of the expansion draft. Um, and in making that move, I think, you know, he, he plays into kind of like this three, four, two, one. Uh, or three four one, two. sorry. Um, and and I think that fits really well with what Tristan Blackman wants to do. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's good at coming forward and, and playing kind of with those wing backs to kind of progress the ball forward out of the midfield. Um, and then kind of joining in the attack where you've got guys like David Casero and you've got guys like uh, Brian White, um, gold. So you know, I, I think that's part of the issue is, is trying to get to a point where you've become good enough to take a step forward. However, that being said, it relies heavily on a lot of these guys taking steps forward. Brian White, uh, he's been mentioned a lot for uh, men's national team because there's a nine option that not many people know about. And I know Doyle's been banging the drum. Uh, He is 24 going on 25. Uh, So, you know, there's that concern of him being older. But that doesn't really mean much because if you look at guys like Giazzi Zardo not really stepping into this team until he was a little older. Brian White's one of those options. Brian White could actually be one of the top scorers in this league if they continue to progress on the trajectory that I think they had last season. But if you listen to their local podcast, if you listen to their radio shows, I've listened to like an interview with Vanny Sartini where he talked all sorts of things. He's a very interesting man. So if you have time, go look him up. He's fascinating. Um, one of the articles in the athletic was like an avid soccer, soccer coach, an avid reader, but and and a guy that constantly beats the drum for socialism or something like that is the title of the article it's a wild article to read because he's like fascinated with politics Uh, but he's a really interesting guy loves tv shows loves things this is where i that text came from earlier jordan when i said that people love ted lasso vanny loves ted lasso he goes the soccer part of it's awful but he goes that's probably expected in hollywood or wherever um and he said the tv show like the sentiment behind it it's one of his favorite shows and he goes i'm a sucker for it like i watch all the time but i mean he's one of those guys that this team really kind of you know played really well for they want to play well for him but i'm not sure this team's done enough like you said i actually think from the season end last year to the season start this year they've gotten worse um, and that's never a good sign. Like that, that just doesn't work well. I don't know if Dave Eric Isedo is ready to take that ultimate step. He'll get better this year. I think Brian White will be a little bit better. Um, Cavallini had sparing starts because Brian White was so good last season. So you know you got that to kind of throw in and consider. Ryan Gold uh, was magnificent when he came over, um, and he played extremely well. But can he continue that trajectory too? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of question marks with this team. And, and for a team that finished sixth, that actually could have made a splash or two here in the off season, they didn't really do much. Like I, they didn't do enough for me. They've always said that they're uh, the, actual Schuster always said that their biggest philosophy is to wait for the fish to come to you and you catch it on the hook. And by being patient rather than going out and being proactive in the market, which I don't, I don't think any team has ever not or has been successful waiting for the big fish to just fall into their lap. It's the teams that want to go out and spend money and buy these players that something special happens, like a Hani Mukhtar. Like they flew a jet to him to get him here, to recruit him, to show him that Nashville was a great city. You don't see Vancouver doing that, and I, and I think that's kind of where this team is. It's in a state of limbo, and I think they got worse. Their defense has never been great, so. I guess we'll see. But uh, again, I, I feel bad for Vancouver fans because I thought this was, the, this was the season where you go, we have a good coach. We have a good system. He's got a really good We have system. a foundation. Yes. Right.
0: We have a foundation to build off of, but yeah. it doesn't seem like they have. Yeah. Right. It's sad. No, I, I liked all those points you made. I didn't miss any of them. Mm-mm. So that was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For our yeah. audio listeners, they wouldn't know a difference. But for the video listeners, they're like, yeah, Wait,
0: well, I didn't leave. I, right. I was right here the whole time. Like Houdini. Um, but no, yeah, this was uh, th- this is kind of where we're down. I think I think we're kind of all down on Vancouver, but we were last year. So watch them get like fourth now. So, and if so, then MLS we'll Cup. have to just if, if so, we'll just have to keep keep that doubting, doubting them, and then you guys will get an MLS Cup. Like that is our goal: is to get Vancouver an MLS Cup by doubting you. So uh, keep it up. Right? This is more
1: frustration up. with like them not doing anything. Montreal were like the ones we were doubting. Canada yes. doesn't like yeah. us. They don't like us too much. I don't think so.
0: Oh, but well. we were down on Montreal last year, and they performed well too. So whatever team we're kind of down on, it's gonna do pretty well. Whatever team we're we're high on, like Columbus, nah, not gonna do so well if we go off last year.
1: Oh, poor Seattle.
0: All right, are you ready to get to the, new the last team? Dun dun dun. Nashville third in the east making the move to the west 54 points would have been good for what play slogan In Fifth the west place. yep yeah I, I wish i'd put this together so i could actually ask you you could guess uh, <laughs> but you put this together so you know they scored 54 goals with 54 points and they only gave up 33 tied mm-hmm. for best in the league last year on goals allowed Gary Smith is familiar with the West. He coached Colorado to their MLS Cup against FC Dallas in 2010. And if you want to say, why did Colorado face off against FC Dallas in an MLS Cup? Well, that was the wild times of MLS where anything could go, really. Kind of miss those days at times.
1: Uh, was that but, with the weird penalty kicks? When were those? Like when did that? Start? No, that was like ninety six, okay. like early ni- Those are fun. Like watch back up very
0: clubs. early in. in the day. And brutal. we used to have a clock that counted. I think down. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was. Like yeah, I think it was counting down. Of something. Time something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but we had a clock to count down. Like, like so, if you watch college soccer, their clock kicks. Uh, click, Counts down mm-hmm. from 45 or whatever. I don't even know if they play full 45. It might be a different length for college. Uh, anyway, uh, so he's familiar with the West, but the West has changed a lot since Gary Smith led the Rapids to the West. Now, of course, Nashville was in the West once before in 2020 when they played. One game before the season got shut down, they yeah. were in the west and got moved to the east for MLS's back. <laughs> yeah, so maybe a homecoming is what you can consider this. I don't know. Uh, Hani Mukhtar, MVP of my heart, should have been MVP of the league. Walker Zimmerman, another defender of the year. CJ CJ Sapong putting on a very solid year. They had 18 draws last year, though, the most in any club in 2021 they're tough to beat at Nissan Stadium but they'll be opening up a new stadium on the 1st of May. Oh, uh, and I think yep, go
1: ahead. I think uh Jordan the the stadium actually is going to be called crypto.com stadium to be honest. Is it really? No. <laughs> no. I was just trying to make you mad. I actually think it's going to be nft.com. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the NFT is what it's going to be called. The national. Yeah, you know what football. that's what
0: it's going to be next. It's going to be like NFT the, the latest NFT is our stadium-owning rights, and you can, too, own our stadium-naming rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, out. Alistair Johnson goes to Montreal. Dylan Nealus goes to the Red Bulls. Abu Dhanladi back to Minnesota United. Our Minnesota fans, we're not really that hyped about it. Uh, Miguel Nazaret goes to Deportivo Cali. Matt LaGrasa to Sacramento FC. Lots of free transfers here. Nick Hines goes to El Paso. Jaleel Anibaba, back to the crew. Is back to the crew right? Um, That's maybe not. It's just a first-time like the crew, first time, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. He's been around the league. He's been around a few teams. I'm probably thinking of the fire when he was on the fire. Uh, Rodrigo Pinero to Union Espanola, not Philly Union. David Akam released, Tom Judge released, and Tor Sanders released. Bringing in, uh, they bring in Teal Bunbury from the New England Revolution. They bring in Sean Davis from the Red Bulls. Josh Bauer from Atlanta United on a re-entry draft. Will Meyer in the Super Draft. Ahmed Longmeyer in the Super Draft. And from LA Galaxy, they're going to bring in Ethan Zubak. So, things to watch in 2022. Their stadium is opening. Walker Zimmerman, probably Defender of the Year again. Sean Davis coming into the midfield. honey Mukhtar, if he has another good season, can he nab an MVP? Can C.J. Sapan continue his solid season from last year? And can they actually win more games instead of drawing and help move up the ladder of the west it's going to take more wins this year but maybe some of those draws are going to become losses the western conference is a little tougher where do you kind of see nashville going and what uh what are you worried about with them
1: it's a good team i
0: mean you
1: and i know this from the east this is a tough team to beat defensively they're a bear to beat and that's really difficult when you you get them the penalties (laughs) right (laughs) yeah uh, or if you go, if you if you go two up on Nashville, you're more than likely going to draw with them. We've learned that as well. Um, Cincinnati and them, I think for the going to become two two
0: or five two or something. Or or something right? It's going to be something <laughs> crazy. One of the uh, two ways.
1: You're in for a wild match when you get in with Nashville. And 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 by saying that, I mean Nashville they defend so well, Jordan. Like it, it's impressive how good they are and how good Walker Zimmerman has become. Um, I think he's become the number one center back choice. When Greg is doing a center back, you know, filling the sheet, we thought it was Miles Robinson. We thought it was John Anthony Brooks. It now is Walker Zimmerman. I mean, Walker Zimmerman is the guy. Uh, Oftentimes we're in the captain band. I mean, the the guy has taken a huge step every single season, um, and I think it's just going to keep getting bigger. There was actually a quote that he had done with a press conference where they asked him about Defensive Player of the Year and like uh, you know what the award means to him, and he goes, he wants to win it every year that he plays. So that's his new goal is to win it every single year. Um, and
0: that's how that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. you want to be the best in your position every year, mm-hmm. which means that you want to win that every year. Because if you win it every year, you're you're probably playing really well, and you're probably helping your team get as close as they can to winning something.
1: Yeah. And defensive players aren't going to win MVP. That's their MVP. That is their trophy. That is the one. If you're going to ask a defensive player, what do you want to do and accomplish? That is the one. They want to do that and they want to keep clean sheets. And I think they've got a perfect, you know, back line to do that. I will say it'll be interesting to see how they replace Alistair Johnson, because when we had Watson or uh, Jamie Watson on from um, Nashville on last year, we were talking about with Jamie Alistair Johnson was on a meteoric rise as well, and he was climbing up the ranks of the Canada national team. He didn't play as well after that, but he was still really good. It's really shocking to me that they traded him, but Montreal gets a really good player in Alistair Johnson. Um, but, I mean, I, this team's so stacked. I mean, between uh, Romney and Zimmerman, you, you've got Goodoy, um, who's fantastic in the midfield. You've got a guy like Sean Davis now who capped the Red Bulls um, who's joining his former uh, teammates uh, in Red, form Red Bull uh, and Dax McCarty um, and Alex Muley, Mule, Mule, M- Mule. Thank you. Um, couldn't get that on my face. Uh, but again, he, that's adding expertise. And I think that's adding a, a really good piece. Jordan, this team's stacked. I mean, with depth, uh, the only issue I will say, and it's continuing to be an issue, they just, CJ Sapong was a nice break for them last year because he did perform well in goals um, and he was racking up goals at a high level. But I don't think he can do it again this year. I, I think he will regress some uh, back to kind of what his mean has always been. He's good at, you know, he's getting eight to 10 goals maybe. And that's a really good season for him. He overperformed last year, I think. And that, uh, part of that was Hani Mukhtar being so good. But if you take Hani out of the game in the attack – They really struggle. Uh, Randall Leal, uh, at times, just flash. You know who he kind of reminded me of? He kind of reminded me of um, last year. uh, He reminded me of uh, Ezekiel Barco. At times, he'd look very threatening, and then other times, it's like he fades into the distance. Um, So, again, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Ake Loba is a really good player, Um, a DP next to Hani Mukhtar, but I think they need another, you know, DP. Yonar Kadiz is gone. They, that's who they were looking for for goals last season. He didn't provide them. Goals are going to be tough. To, and, again, I think the winning problem, uh, and that's that comes down to goal scoring, right? I think their problem with drawing was because they didn't have the finisher, and I'm not sure that they have a finisher this year. I'm still concerned about that. That's why I don't think they're going to be, you know, one or two in the east, or sorry, the west. But I think that 3-4-5 range is kind of what we're looking at here.
0: Yeah, I think this kind of comes at a really rough time for them because mm-hmm. I really think if they stayed in the East, they had a real good shot mm-hmm. of making a run, right? And now you're in the gauntlet, yeah. right? It's like if you, I, I don't even know, I don't even know an analogy. I was going to say, it's like if you were, you know, in the middle of uh, a playground brawl and then all of a sudden you have to go up against the Avengers, right? Like yeah. it, it's now like, ah, oh, crap. Because right when we looked at it right when we when w- while we are fans of East teams and we generally like a lot of the East teams it's just a different quality in the West and when you look at what we said earlier that sporting KC finished third in the uh, West but fourth overall in MLS mm-hmm. really shows that the revs ran away with the East and that was it yeah like the other teams in the East were not super great mm-hmm. um Nashville, we're the second bet. Uh, no, they fell down the third. Right, third, Union yeah. took second. But now they have to go over to. And this would have put them where in the West? This would have put them.
1: With Nashville, I didn't run it. It was. Oh, like- okay,
0: okay. Oh no, you did. You did. Fifth no, I did. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, okay. this would have put them fifth in the West. Still a playoff team, right? Uh, but. And I think that's what they got to hope for. I think they have to kind of hope for – and that's the thing, too. You can't even go off of points and convert it because they're going to play a majority West schedule now. So it's going to be really tough for them. It's going to be really tough for them. Um, I'm pulling for them. They got a really great kit this year. (laughs) I'm going to love, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to probably put on a lot of Nashville games when I get the shot because I love their kits. They're going to be opening a new stadium. Like they're going to be fun to watch Mm -hmm. and I want to see how they navigate the West. This will, I, I think if you're neutral picking out Nashville games, is going to be a lot of fun because their biggest matchups last year were against like the revs and the union. Now we're going to get to see them against sounders timbers skc you know we're gonna see them against all the really good teams now I and mean, we're gonna see what they're actually made of and um really excited for that dax lost his neck fat so we're gonna be having some really good dax mccarty time. That's some quality people, tv and he, do, he jumps people in the don't booth i'm talking, talking about yeah if people don't know what i'm talking about he, he shared a picture of him in his all 16 <laughs> seasons it's like his first season his 16th season and he's like i finally lost my neck fat um But yeah so that's kind of where we're going with uh with nashville i'm pulling for them i'm gonna really be excited to see their new stadium which is gonna be let's not forget the largest capacity soccer specific stadium in in america so pretty big okay uh so anything else about these teams
1: no but, I, but i'm looking forward to it I, the west is going to be again the dominant conference so if you're again if you're a neutral and you like to watch it and you're kind of in a time zone the, the west is going to be and is always a, a blast the east is so unpredictable um and i think you've got a lot of you've got a lot of good teams at the top they're very top heavy in the east Whereas the West is going to be more spread out. I mean, you got teams that I think if you put them in the East, they kind of push for those playoff spots. When you're talking about, you know, like a Dallas or maybe a Houston this year because of the pieces they've added, San Jose, I think would push for an Eastern spot. Um, but again, it, it'll it change. Like it changes, the weather changes, it changes. It, it's all going to be nice to, to watch, but I'm looking forward to the season, looking forward to previewing, uh, I guess, everything that we've said uh, on Thursday because I think... There's a lot of interesting stuff that we'll kind of run through again, um, but yeah, Jordan. Looking forward to it. The kits look nice. The the fields look nice. The stadiums look great. That are coming into the league. So, all all good times for the MLS. All good times.
0: Yeah, it's very exciting because we're going to be having some uh, just <laughs> Thursday. We're going to be previewing all of where we're actually putting these teams. We've alluded to certain spots, but we're going to have the big preview. On Thursday live. we are going live around 715-ish. Let's say yeah. that. 715-ish. Um, we're gonna be going live to do all of that. Uh, we're going to be previewing MVP, Coach of the Year, right? Like all that fun stuff. Uh goal score, top goal score. We're gonna be looking at all that great stuff. Um and then the season actually starts on Saturday, yeah. which My plan on saturday is to just kind of kick back and watch the games sunday i'm gonna i'm gonna miss a chunk of them unfortunately but uh you know looking forward to saturday at least and be able to catch up on some of these you know uh before we record again after that so yeah we have just the review left and then we're going to be going back to our regular schedule and i just want to give a little golf clap here logan uh, we've done two successful seasons of previewing every single team in MLS.
1: <laughs> Took a while. Um, and, this and this year, of
0: course, they added another team, and they're going to yeah. do it again next year for us with St. Louis. Yeah, it sounds like
1: Vegas is coming down the pipeline too. So, Yeah, probably
0: uh, geez, probably a new club every year at this rate until, yeah. until that Vegas team um, is done, right? I think they're kind of stopping at 30 until they get mm-hmm. to 30. To, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming there's going to be one season at least soon where we have just the same clubs as last year. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we either go from 29 to 30 then or we go from 30 to 32 then or something like that. Uh, Okay, so that's what's coming up. That's exciting. That's really, really fun. If you want to reach out to us and tell us if you know what the gritty is and if you were like me and did not and want to tell me your age as well you can reach us on twitter at stateside show instagram at stateside show facebook.com slash stateside show or email us stateside show at gmail.com you can also send us your thoughts on where these clubs finish out and tell us how wrong we are We'll, we'll read those on air i don't care about that i take criticism very well so yeah so uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of their day this is releasing on Wednesday uh, so you have kind of a day notice here to join us live but I hope you do if you're able to and enjoy get ready to enjoy these games and this lineup of games that we have coming up that we'll also take a look at on Thursday so thanks again and have a great rest of your night let's say night jordan i think i know who's
1: jordan i think i know who stole dax mccarty's neck fat
0: oh dude you just came up with this on the spot who who stole it me oh jeez you're getting up there man uh you know with age with age comes uh wait responsibility oh okay (laughs) yeah with age comes responsibility it's a spider-man tale here throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.